You're listening to the Hindu Business Line's Field Notes podcast with T.R. Vivek. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of Field Notes, the weekly podcast from Business Line on all things agribusiness. I'm your host, T.R. Vivek. The subject that we're discussing today will seem gross to almost all of you listening. A Bangalore-based startup called Loopworm, started by two IIT Rootkey graduates, is working to bring food waste back into the food cycle using biotechnology. Its co-founder, Ankit Bagadia, says Loopworm's mission is to solve the global deficiency and waste generation. Loopworm is into protein farming, but don't think pulses or dairy or meat. It farms an insect called the black soldier fly whose larvae can become a high source of protein for commercially farmed fish, shrimp, or poultry. And it can even be used as pet food for dogs and cats. Currently, the feed for poultry and fish consists of fish meal, usually made from mackerel or sardine. Lupam says that this is the most sustainable and eco-friendly way to feed the animals that we eat. The black soldier fly is a sleek looking insect that many confuse with the wasp. It is not a pest and can be put to use for human purposes. They play a similar role to red worms as a valuable decomposer in breaking down organic substrates and returning nutrients back to the soil. They can break down the bacteria in their food. They're so efficient that there's no bacteria in the waste that they generate once they've digested their food. Today, we have with us Ankit Bagadia to discuss this curious and I suspect somewhat smelly business. Welcome to Field Notes, Ankit. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Vivek. Tell us why, you know, after receiving an education in chemical engineering from one of India's most coveted institutes, did you and your partner decide to become insect farmers of all things? So I I like the term, the, the way you call us insect farmers. The journey started back in 2017-18 when we started working on three different waste management projects as a part of the Inactus chapter at IIT Rookie. So Inactus is a global organization, the acronym of Entrepreneurial Action for Us. And Entrepreneurial Action for Us, Inactus basically promotes university students towards social entrepreneurship. I decided to start the university chapter at IIT Rookie. So I was the founder there. And like Abhi was one of those people, he was an year junior to me at that point of time. We passed out the same year because I was in a dual degree course who connected over three things. We connected over social entrepreneurship, we connected over waste management, and we connected over the fact that we believe that entrepreneurship comes by doing it, not by watching videos, not by reading books, not by reading articles or following great people. It comes by doing it. So that that was our motivation to start these projects. And once we got into these waste management projects, we came across a very serious fact stating 50% of the waste that we have in India and almost all the developing and underdeveloped countries in the world is food waste. And there is no other way to actually convert food waste into a better resource, either by composting or by biogas generation, which actually downcycles the product. There are serious challenges to the conventional ways we are dealing with food waste. Both of these technologies are... What is, for the benefit of viewers, what is downcycling? What is upcycling? Downcycling is when you reduce the value of the product, either economically or like from an environment standpoint, from where it is situated today. Consider the food example. 
So we have put in a lot of arable land or say soil nutrition. We have put in a lot of potable water, a lot of chemicals, pesticides, maybe biological in nature. And also a lot of transportation fuel has gone into the transportation of these food products. Now, once it gets wasted, we are wasting all of these resources as well, which we are facing a crunch of. So if we are not converting or say bringing the food back into the food chain, like we do with all, almost all recyclables, so plastic gets converted again into plastic, paper gets converted again into paper, aluminium gets 100% recycled, same goes for glass. Why not bring food waste back into the food chain as well? So like if you convert food waste into food again, that's upcycling. If you convert it into, say, a lower value product, then it is downcycling. So what does loopworm do and how do you farm insects and why is this even a business? Animal agriculture or animal used for giving us food, especially for meat purposes, right, require a lot of protein and fats for their growth as well. It's obvious, right? Now, these proteins are derived either from soya bean, which requires a lot of arable land and water, and like, and also can be done through fish meal. Fish meal is marine forage fish, which is crushed and defatted. Both fish meal and soya meal are actually making the animals compete with humans here because the same potable land, potable, uh, sorry, potable water and land can be used to, to grow food directly for us. The same fish, which is being converted into fish meal for farmed fish. So it's like a fish in fish out kind of technology can be used directly to con for consumption of humans. Now, that being said, we need to find solutions which are alternatives in terms of sustainable production, not just environment friendly, which is economical in nature and which could be generated in volumes. And that's where the concept of insect protein comes into play. Like insects are the natural food for fish and birds. No chicken was meant to eat soya bean in the first place. It was basically through for our convenience that we started that practice, that we are feeding them soya bean and maize. Insects give them the best nutrition, which is out there, which is an, a lean source of animal-based protein, very high in amino acids and a lot of digestible nutrients. Why is insect protein a business? Because there are two major problems that we are trying to solve. The first I already discussed, which is like the, the creation of a sustainable food system to a sustainable alternative protein. The second is we are having tons and tons of food waste not just post-consumer food waste, which is often coined as food waste, but also a lot of food industry byproducts and agro-industry byproducts, which are out there ready to be used to convert into something superior. What are these industrial processed food wastes that you're talking about? So our hypothesis is that any industry which produces a liquid as its product would have a lot of solids as its byproduct. I'll take examples. Consider the brewery or the distillery industry, making beer and making whiskey. So you do it with the help of wheat or barley. Now, once the beer or the whiskey is made, a lot of spent grains are left out, which has nutrition left in it. But like we have to actually use it in a proper manner so that we can actually extract the, those resources. Similarly, you can consider the starch industry, the oil industry. So these are the food industry byproducts that I'm talking about. Now you can consider manufacturing rejects as well. Consider dairy industry. India is huge on dairy. The shelf life of all, almost all of these dairy products is very less. The shelf life of bread is very less. So we have tons and tons of expired products. Also, 
if you consider the agro industry consider cassava or tapioca which is used to make sabudana in india it has a waste called tippi mm-hmm. so tippi can be used cassava is derived from the base tubers of the plant so the entire plant is getting wasted it's it's very similar to potato where the entire plant is not usable only the base tubers are usable same goes for banana stems so india produces close to 30 million tons of banana fruit annually and banana fruit to banana stem waste is a 1 1 is to 10 ratio so right. you have millions of tons of banana stem waste out there in india itself i'm not talking about the world here yes we have gazillions of tons of food waste so how do you use them to farm the insects so our process starts with the procurement of these by products why we have picked pre consumer food waste or rejects or all of these agro industry is the sheer volume that it offers we can procure it from a single source so logistics is not that challenging it is available year round so once we have procured these raw materials it goes through a proprietary process of pre treatment where we use thermal biological and even chemical means to pre treat these food waste or say the raw material so it is raw material for us i should not call it food waste so once we have pre treated it it is ready to be fed to the insects we have an in, like in house breeding system where we get the insect cultures from so we are not actually utilizing nature's resources here we have our own breeding systems from the breeding systems we'll get the larvae that which like baby larvae which can then grow into the pre treated food waste and then they grow almost like 3000 times in size in a span of 10 to 12 days they would be half an mm size when they are born and like once they are harvested they are almost in size once we harvest these grown up larvae from the leftover substrate the leftover substrate is also useful as an organic supplement to plants and these larvae can then further be converted again through a proprietary process to a protein powder which is a concentrate and the fat oil once we have these protein powder and fat oil developed we normally are a b2b supplier to a lot of pet food manufacturers and animal feed manufacturers so these ingredients the protein powder would go to these manufacturers in gunny bags the fat oil would go into carboys or say that the tin cans that you get for the other oils in the industry and we would be supplying b2b to them so how big is the animal protein market in india and what are our current sources for fish meal so the size of the protein and the fats market which is the which are the major ingredients right for any kind of animal feed in india is close to 15 billion dollars the reports would like vary a bit but then it would be around the same number so 15 billion dollars is just the protein and the fats market and like coming to your second question of like sources of fish meal so yes fish fish meal can be produced from fish offals or the rejected fish uh, materials as well but the grade of that fish meal is lesser so you don't get that superior quality of protein you would get a higher ash content because it would have all the cartilage and the bone that the fish has and it decomposes really fast so what you are doing is like animal meat decomposes started decomposing in 30 minutes after the offals are exposed to atmosphere you cannot like convert it into fish meal that quick you like you would first store it and then make it a batch size so that it is efficient for the process to go on um so you're not getting that quality there in terms of the fish meal sources mostly the western coast of india is very active in fish meal production 
Mangalore being being a very big hub, having a base of all these fish meal producers. So they'll normally go into the Arabian Sea. They'll catch loads and loads of these fish, which are called forage fishes, and then they'll convert it in their in their factories to fish meal. Then they would supply this these fish meal to fish feed producers or shrimp feed producers. In poultry, India doesn't use a lot of fish meal because people in India are a bit picky of that fishy smell in the egg. That is why duck eggs are not that popular in India, whereas they are very popular in Southeast Asia, parts of Europe and America, because people are not that picky about the fishy smell in the egg itself. Explain to us the economics and say how does the protein content of it? How does the quality of your feed compare to the traditional feed that we have? So, in terms of the major benefits that we have in comparison to the conventional sources, insects on their exoskeleton or on their outer skin have a product or a biopolymer called chitin, C H I T I N. Now, this chitin has antimicrobial properties. and can be used to enhance the immunity of whatever animal or human uh, is is consuming it so like from that angle it's a major benefit that we have over other sources of protein also our insect has a tremendous amount of digestible calcium in it i'll just give you an example if you want to take in calcium right you won't eat chalk you would right. drink milk you would have dairy products you would have spinach or say other fruits and vegetables because the calcium has to be digestible in nature it's not just about the compound it's about what you give to the animals currently animals are given calcium carbonate stones so mm-hmm. you you can guess it yourself they are being fed stones so yes there would be little digestibility uh, of the calcium from these but then ultimately if any animal or say any living organism is eating stones it would have digestibility issues with the other products now in the poultry industry only 75% of the feed is digested 25% gets wasted and like it can be solved if we say re- remove the calcium carbonate from the equation put in digestible calcium in into the feeds so that is the second benefit that we have thirdly insects have that smell which intrigues animal so even with humans we taste with our sense of smell whenever we are ill our sense of smell reduces and that is why we are not feeling like eating the food now something similar happens with the animals once they get that insect like smell from the product from the feed that it is eating it is bound to eat more it is bound to digest it better and it also improves their behavior ankit you were talking about this you know having a great potential even in the pet market leave alone commercial fish farming or or poultry how does that market work don't you encounter a little bit of stigma in india when it comes to pet food or animal food that contains insects yes the stigma is bound to come we are a primarily vegetarian country but even even for non vegetarians looking at insects as a source of nutrition that may eventually end up in the human food chain as well does it sort of freak people out yeah it does especially people like above our generation so my my parents generation definitely they would freak like freak them out but say consider our generation like millennials right people below 30 35 years of age they are very adventurous they are not following a lot of religious practices i am a first generation meat eater, eater in my family we are a primarily vegetarian family but 
in in india we have all of these practices primarily due to our religious beliefs people are now experimenting a lot with their food i'll give you a, like a small example 70% of the people who enter our factory end up say consuming our insect protein as well just to give it a try and it has what does, you, you you feed them what sorted uh, soldier fly larvae not yet not yet okay. but we we like it's it's the protein powder that we have right okay. it's it's very similar to whey protein and like if you if you think it from a practical perspective from a rational perspective right so like they end up trying it and it tastes peanutty okay. i i eat it always like whenever i have to demonstrate so mm-hmm. like that stigma is there but that stigma was there for mushrooms as well consider the time of of 1990 the hindi name for mushroom is kukurmutta mm-hmm. so like a place where dog urinates there that's where mushrooms grow so right. like if you call it kukurmutta the stigma increases if you call it mushroom that the stigma decreases significantly if you call it a fungus people won't people won't have considered it so it's about the narrative that that you create and that is why we are targeting insect protein into the food chain indirectly first and directly later so like it would come with a lot of awareness and education getting those licenses right say for example if i put forward a product in front of you that i am eating then you have some kind of confidence if i put forward a product in front of you that i am eating plus it has an fssai license then your your confidence increases that yes then you have lab reports to prove that it is actually beneficial for your health so the narrative can be changed yes the stigma is there today tell us about you know where are you in terms of scale of farming insects right now do you supply to some of the big animal feed makers and what has been the reaction of the industry to something like this there's a mixed reaction from the industry and it depends on their level of awareness because this thing has not started in india it has eventually come to it's it. not but it's not an alien concept in the west yeah exactly so like and like if you track this industry 2015 there was nothing companies have just started they they completed their r&d so i would call india 5 years behind in that perspective and westerners are more picky in terms of food hygiene in terms of consuming insects in comparison to indians in india there are tribes in in india who are consuming insects and as a like a staple part of their diets but like coming back to your question of the scales we are currently using close to a ton of food waste or rejects from two industries which is the bread industry and the beer industry on a weekly basis ton a day no ton a week we are getting 500 kgs of bread 500 kgs of spent grains from microbreweries in bangalore and like we are con- converting it into insects we can produce close to 5 to 8 kgs of protein on a daily basis and close to 2 to 3 kgs of oil fat oil on a daily basis as of now now we plan to scale to close to 20000 kgs of these by products being used on a daily basis so like i hope that surfaces in 6 to 9 months time so would it be fair to say that you've been at the proof of concept stage so far and now is when you're looking to scale it up big time correct so last 2.5 years has been the proof of concept stage where we were mastering the biology of the fly understanding their behaviors what actually helps them grow what kind of substrates can be used like how do you pre treat the substrate so that it is efficient for the larvae to actually feed on them 
the way you can convert these larvae into a protein concentrate and the fat oil. So there were tons of nuances from the life sciences and the biotechnology perspective that was supposed to be proven. And we have done that. And now we are ready to scale. What has been the reaction of the industry? I asked you uh, before, uh, what are they saying? Are they enthusiastic about incorporating something like this as part of their animal feed diet? The concerns from two different parts of the industry. So like I'll consider pet food companies separately and I'll consider animal feed companies separately. Animal feed industry is a very commodity market driven industry. So pricing becomes the most important part, the quality the consistency in the quality and the volumes. These are the four concerns that most of the feed manufacturers have in India. With insect protein, their primary concern is the scale. So it's a very nascent industry. It becomes like a chicken egg problem. Like if I be very honest that like I tell them that if you won't try it, then you won't be like getting confident on the quality on what you can achieve with the help of insect protein in your formulations. Their perspective is like, if there are no, if there is no enough scale, what do we do by trying it out? Right. right? So it, it becomes like a challenge from that perspective where people are questioning the scale and they are right to do so. Nobody has demonstrated it in India. We are amongst the pioneers in India doing it. And like there are concepts in the West and say in the Southeast Asia region as well, where people are developing insect protein at scales. Mm-hmm. So our perspective to them is India has tons and tons of raw materials that we need. These insects are very social and can be grown in an agrarian country like India. And we are at the stage where we can actually produce tons and tons of insect protein that you need. There are 350 odd animal feed companies in India. And it is generally a longer cycle to convert a client. You first need to do lab trials, prove your product. Then you do a commercial pond trial, which takes into account the abiotic factors or the environmental factors. Then you do a commercial farm trial in two of the seasons, because maybe summers can affect something, winters can affect some other thing. Then you get fixed as a vendor, right? So the journey is there. So like it is a one, 1.5 years journey to get approved as a vendor for any feed company. And they won't share the results with you, mind you. They won't share the results with you. They'll keep the formulations to themselves. What our pitch to them is, it's about these three, four, five companies who would be pioneers in the space and who would be consuming all of our insect protein. Now, if you are left behind, you are left behind because our production would go to them because they started early working with us, developing that relationship. And everybody is going to face a crunch of soya meal availability and fish meal availability. So what do you do then? Can you stagnate your production? Can you stagnate your growth? So that's what our pitch to them is. In terms of pet food companies, it's not about the cost. It's about the value it brings to the table. So insect protein can help in a faster growth in puppies because it has a lot of digestible calcium in it, which supports bone growth and cartilage growth. It can help with old dogs facing problems like dementia because old dogs tend to forget and then it creates a lot of problems. And people are connected to their pets. Nobody likes to call themselves a pet owner. They like to call themselves a pet parent. Now that is the behavior shift that has come up. So people are more concerned about their dog's food than their own food. So if a dog is facing say a hip problem or say a problem with with the brain, then insect protein can actually help it solve. In terms of the digestibility, it is better than chicken 
or say meat, which are heavier animal-based proteins. It takes a lot of time to consume it. So a leaner animal source of protein is something that only insects can offer. Ankit, what does an insect farm look like? Are these like any other polyhouses with the food waste as the substrate or the or the medium on which the insects grow? It looks very different because like we have a vertical indoors farm. Like we stack trays on top of each other. It's a very precision agriculture kind of game that we are trying to play. Little bit here and there that the insects won't grow. Either we won't be able to harvest them or the quality would be lesser or the ash content would increase. So it's, it's, a, it's a major precision agriculture game. You need to control the, the parameters or the growing, growing conditions that you give to the insects. How much feed should be given to how many insects in what season? What should be the refeeding frequency uh, that, that you need to set up? So we feed them thrice in 10 days time, different amounts of substrates. So you can imagine the number of experiments that we have done for a particular substrate to set up this, this entire facility. So it would be, it would look like a very high tech facility in comparison to say the conventional agriculture that we are prone to see. And how does it smell inside the farm? It, it won't smell much. It won't okay. smell much. So we have done our tech, like we have developed a technology to actually reduce the smell as well. We are in the middle of city. So we are doing it in Bangalore mm-hmm. and we are not exactly outside the city. Most composting mm-hmm. units are 50 to 100 kilometers outside the city. Most mm-hmm. biogas plants are outside the city because of the stink. We are inside mm-hmm. the city. I stay one kilometer away from my unit and mm-hmm. we haven't received any complaints so far because the no, technology no, no, there. no protesting neighbors as yet. No, our facility is situated near farmlands mm-hmm. and you know how freaked out farmers are the moment they see any kinds of insects. Like most of the research that goes on in India is to kill insects, not to grow insects. So like taking their confidence is a validation in itself. Ankit, thanks a lot for joining us on Field Notes today. Until we meet next week, goodbye and God bless. You're listening to the Hindu Business Lines Field Notes podcast with T.R. Vivek.